voice of the world, the sound with the beat, the sound that sets you tapping your feet. Radio, the sound of year-round pleasure. The sound of the news, rhythm and blues. Tchaikovsky swing, whatever you choose. Radio, the sound of year-round pleasure. Welcome to All Things Radio, your weekly radio magazine, with radio news from a national perspective, call letter and format changes, sports news, featured radio stations from yesterday and today, your voicemails and phone calls, as well as special guests and featured segments. And now here's your host, Bill Sparks. Educate, syncopate, radio communicate, radio. Well, a very good evening from a very cold Indianapolis, Indiana, and that's what I've picked up over the last week. It's what happens when you switch from Florida weather to Indiana weather, but that's a minor thing. We'll survive that. Jeff, how are you? I'm doing very well. We don't have any cold weather here, but it's been raining. Well, it's supposed to rain. I'm not sure if it's raining right now. We had some rain this morning, and again, I've got some rain later on tonight, and my daughter's not going to be happy because she's going to get soaked uh, doing the trick-or-treating thing. Uh, she's still 12 years old and still wants to trick-or-treat, and God love her. That's great. We're doing okay. Hey, I still uh, eat candy. I don't, I don't blame her. You know, if you eat candy, why would oh, you want to trick-or-treat? I, I agree. I, I totally agree. Hey, we've got a pretty busy, busy show this week. First of all, we're going to talk about the world of broadcasting from a national perspective, and we'll follow it up with Jennifer Sparks calling her and format changes. We have a featured station on uh, black radio that was done back in the 1970s from Washington, D.C. In our featured station segment, we're featuring a memory of American Country Countdown hosted by Don Bowman. And finally, in our classic air check section, we're traveling to Chicago, Illinois, and we're going to listen to a radio station on 950 AM WGRT. It was a soul radio station back then with Larry O'Brien from 1967. Yes, indeed. And of course, we have the whole panel here. We have Chris and we have Robert, and we have Perry, and of course Bill's here, and my buddy Rob out in uh, Florida's here, and we've got a whole bunch of other people here. So all in all, a very busy, busy show we're going to have this past, this week, I should say. But we don't have Sean and Gary. They're on assignment this week. Yeah, they're, 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 yeah they had yeah. to celebrate uh, Halloween. So that's they're correct. Out there. They're out there. I don't think they're getting the trick-or-treat, but they're still having fun. That's Well, that's, all that, that's what matters. It doesn't matter as long as they're having fun, Chris. Right. That's it. Well, Jeff, you ready to start that award-winning radio news? Well, I guess so. I'm Jeff Bennett for All Things Radio, and here's what's happening in the world of broadcasting. A Youngstown, Ohio radio station is the first to flip to an all-Christmas format. Radio.com partners with AccuWeather. We'll let you know what's happening on the street, provide you with cord-cutting news, and begin our look at the Nielsen October personal people meter ratings. It was yet another busy week this week in the world of broadcasting, and Cumulus makes news this week. Folks living in Youngstown, Ohio, are hearing Christmas music on radio station WWIZ-FM. The station normally programs an oldies format. However, they made the change to Christmas music quite early. The change actually occurred on October 25th. Why so early? Because the folks at WWIZ believe that the Christmas music will cheer people up because of all the bad news that's going on in this country. Is this a precursor to a format change? We don't know, but if it happens, of course, we'll let you know about it. The folks at Radio.com and AccuWeather have partnered, and the AccuWeather forecasting information will be available on the Radio.com app. When you click on the forecast information, you'll get basic information such as wind speed, wind direction, and temperature. If you want more information, you can click again, and you'll be taken to the AccuWeather website where you can find more forecast information for your area. 
Now let's take a quick look and find out what's happening on the street. Continental Broadcasting in Indianapolis, Indiana has swapped signals on two of its Spanish radio stations. Exynos 1590 has moved its programming to 810 with the sign-on of a translator on 94.3. And the Spanish oldies that was briefly heard on 810 has moved up the dial to 1590. In other news, Steel City Media is making changes to the radio landscape, revamping its morning lineup on radio station KBEQFM. KBEQFM programs a country format. After 14 years hosting mornings at radio station KMXVFM, Jenny Matthews is moving down the hall to co-host mornings with Mike Keller on KBEQFM. Congratulations go out to Nick Rivers, who's the new assistant program director at radio station WEAT-FM in West Palm Beach, Florida, which programs an adult contemporary format, and WIRK-FM, also in West Palm Beach, Florida, which programs a country format. Both stations are owned and operated by Hubbard Broadcasting. Nick Rivers comes to this radio cluster after working for Dick Broadcasting in Greensboro, North Carolina. Congratulations also go out to Steve Hoffman, who's the new program director at radio station KVGS-FM in Las Vegas, Nevada, and he's also the assistant program director at radio station KOAZ-FM, also in Las Vegas, Nevada. Both radio stations are owned and operated by Beasley Media. KOAZ-FM programs a classic its format, and KVGS-FM programs an adult contemporary format. Say goodbye to Ben and Skin on radio station KRLD-FM in Dallas, Texas. The station programs a sports format, and they're owned and operated by Edicom. After moving from afternoons to middays at this radio station, the two have decided to exit the station for a better opportunity. We don't know what that opportunity is, but they were not fired from the radio station, according to sources at Edicom. Congratulations go out to Adam Rivers, who's the new program director for the cluster, owned and operated by iHeartMedia in New Haven, Connecticut. The cluster includes radio station WKCI-FM with a pop CHR format, WAVZ-AM with an all-sports format, and WELI-AM with a news talk and information format. Finally, according to Domain Insiders, could a change be coming to radio station WKHX-FM in Atlanta, Georgia? The station programs a country format, and they're owned and operated by Cumulus. We don't know, but when that occurs, we'll let you know more about it in a future All Things Radio live broadcast. Now it's time for some cord-cutting news. According to the folks at AT&T, if you subscribe to their new streaming service, HBO Max, you'll get AT&T TV thrown in as well. What will this all happen? Sometime in May of 2020. Right now, the NBC all-news streaming service provides live news eight hours a day. However, that's going to expand later on in 2020. In other news, Viacom and Facebook have come to an agreement, and Viacom will be producing programs that will be streamed on Facebook. We'll let you know more about this as more details come out. There's bad news for those who have Sony's PlayStation View. After failing to find a buyer, Sony is shutting down its PlayStation View at the end of January. There's more good news for those people who own Roku devices. The Roku channel has just added the Hallmark channel. Shareholders of Viacom and CVS have agreed that the two companies can merge. That's pretty good news. However, they'll have to get through some other hurdles to make that merger happen. We'll let you know more about this in a future All Things Radio live broadcast. Finally, the over-the-air TV service Court TV is expanding into 19 new markets, including New York, Los Angeles, and Chicago. Now it's time to begin our look at the Nielsen October personal people meter ratings. And there are new market leaders in Los Angeles, Chicago, and Dallas, Texas. In New York City, things are status quo. The number one ranked radio station is WLTWFM with an adult contemporary format. The number two ranked radio station is WCBS-FM with a classic hits format. And finally, the number three ranked radio station in New York City is WBLS-FM with an adult contemporary format. One of those radio markets that's seeing a change is Los Angeles, California. The number one ranked radio station is KRTH-FM with a classic hits format. The number two ranked radio station is KOST-FM with an adult contemporary format. And finally, the number three ranked radio station in Los Angeles, California is KBIG-FM with a hot adult contemporary format. In Chicago, Illinois, the number one ranked radio station is WTMX-FM with a hot adult contemporary format. The number two ranked radio station is WVAZ-FM with an urban adult contemporary format. And finally, the number three ranked radio station in Chicago, Illinois is WDRV-FM with a classic rock format. In San Francisco, California, the number one ranked radio station is KCBS-AM with its all-news operation. The number two ranked radio station is KQED-FM. That's the public broadcast.
broadcast it with a news talk and information format. And finally, the number three radio station in San Francisco, California is KLLC-FM. Yes, KLLC-FM. We haven't seen that before with a hot little contemporary format. In Dallas, Texas, the number one radio station is KLTY-FM with a Christian adult contemporary format. The number two radio station is KHKS-FM with a pop CHR format. And finally, the number three radio station in Dallas, Texas is KLUV-FM with a classic hits format. In Houston, Texas, the number one radio station is KMJQ-FM with an urban adult contemporary format. The number two radio station is KGLK-FM with a classic rock format. And finally, the number three radio station in Houston, Texas is KLTN-FM with a Mexican regional format. In Atlanta, Georgia, the number one radio station is WSP-AM with a news talk and information format. The number two radio station is WALR-FM with an urban adult contemporary format. And finally, the number three radio station in Atlanta, Georgia is WSRV-FM with a classic hits format. In Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, the number one rec radio station is WIPFM with its all sports operation. The number two rec radio station is WBEBFM with an adult contemporary format. And finally, the number three rec radio station in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania is WMGKFM with a classic rock format. Out of Long Island, the number one rec radio station is WFANFM with its all sports operation. The number two rec radio station is WHTZFM with a pop CHR format. And finally, the number three rec radio station out on the island is WALKFM with an adult contemporary format. In Riverside, California, the number one rec radio station is KOLA-FM with a classic hits format. The number two rec radio station is KLYY-FM with a Spanish adult hits format. And finally, the number three rec radio station in Riverside, California is KFRG-FM with a country format. In San Jose, California, the number one rec radio station is KBAY-FM with a classic hits format. The number two rec radio station is KEZR-FM with a hot adult contemporary format. And finally, the number three rec radio station in San Jose, California is KQED-FM. That's the public radio station with a news talk and information format. Finally, in New Jersey, and that encompasses the counties of Middlesex, Somerset, and Union, the number one rec radio station is WCBS-FM with a classic its format. The number two rec radio station is WKXW-FM with a talk personality format. And finally, the number three rec radio station is WLTW-FM with an adult contemporary format. Finally, with all that's going on in Southern and Northern California, we have to congratulate the folks in radio. Radio has definitely stepped up to the plate, providing news when it's needed. With all those rolling blackouts, you may not be able to have cable, you won't be able to have television, but radio is still there providing a vital service. If you have any comments concerning this portion of the podcast, there are many ways you can get in touch with me. First of all, you can send me an email. My email address is Jeff. That's J-E-F-F Jeff at allthingsradio.net. Or you can send me a voicemail with our feedback line. The phone number is 800-693-0595. That's 800-693-0595 and hit option two for the podcast team. For All Things Radio, I'm Jeff Bennett. Very good job, as always, Jeff. Thank you. I'd like to, uh, and I normally don't do this, but I'd like to bring someone on the panel who I've known for many, many years, many years that we'd like to, uh, to, uh, well, think about, but his name is Rob. He's out in uh, Florida, and I'm going to unmute you, Rob, and I want you to just say hello, just tell you know a little about yourself. We've known each other for years, and we've both been in radio as well, and uh, I think we've got... Yes. Um, I um, previously, previously said that uh, Jeff and I were both Newhouse graduates, so that's why we have those radio voices. Uh, that culminated in a great education at uh, Syracuse University, and which, uh, which, by the way, is still the number one school for partying. They like, that was just came out on, yes. on in, a, in a publication about two weeks ago. Yes, yes that's true. So and, I just uh, wanted to let you know this is what we do every week. Yes, yeah, I'm, I'm glad to be around radio people. I um, I mourn the fact that things have gone downhill uh, since I've been in Florida uh, two years ago. I've contacted people in the media. Uh, I found an SU grad that I went to school with who graduated in 73, and that's Jeff DeForest. He's on the mornings here on 940 Winds. 
and um, you know there there are a few people around here who I know from radio, but uh, uh, the Post Standard uh, newspaper in Syracuse about a week ago published all the graduates from Newhouse who have had radio and TV careers, and it was quite a list. So uh, anybody, I think it was uh, Tuesday or Wednesday of last week. And we had some pretty interesting professors. Let's not forget about Dr. Andrews and then <laughs> uh, yeah. a bunch of others. So, Bob, I want to thank I you. The, oh, I, want, I worked in the Syracuse area for 33 years for the state in law enforcement, and uh, I got to know a lot of people in central New York. That's why I still read the papers there. Bob, I want to thank you, and, and you're always welcome okay. to comment on anything. And by the way, just yes. to let you know, if yes, you want to raise your hand. I add, um, one of the pioneers in traffic control uh, died on Sunday, October um, uh, 27th, right? Uh, Captain uh, Scott King, who was a.k.a. Anthony Bombardo, 77. He started working for WHEN in 1977 as their airline uh, traffic control guy, morning and afternoon rush. And Jeffrey remembered the guy that preceded him. I couldn't. It was Captain Gordon. But we can't think of his real name. So if anybody out there wants to research that, Captain Gordon, working at WHEN in the early and mid-'70s. Tony was 78, died Sunday at the VA in Syracuse. That's sad. Yeah, Bob, we have another guy named Mike in Aventura, Florida. He always complains about the state of radio. And the only thing I was going to ask you is quickly is – what what is your opinion of the, of the state of radio today? Uh, because everyone everyone here, most people I know, think that radio is just you know has really gone downhill. But where do you see it? It'll still be the stepchild of television and internet services. But one thing I've got to say: in an emergency, a la earthquake, hurricane, fire, uh, anything that's really extreme, AM radio is going to be your best source. Oh, that's another thing, uh, Group A10 from the Bahamas has not been on since they were creamed. Oh, wow. Yeah. <clears throat> that NS, they, they yeah. haven't been around. Um, the prime minister was crying that morning after the, it hit. I, I never heard a political speech that moving. His own brother was killed. Wow. We understand. Yeah, well, the strange thing about it, of course, it just stayed in one spot, and that's total disaster when that happens. Yeah, and I've heard that station. Anyone else want to make any comments before we go to Jennifer's call at our format changes? Uh, uh, Oh, AccuWeather. I wanted to talk about this AccuWeather thing because how is it going to affect the radio stations? Now, here, I can't see any intercom station picking up. We don't have a news talk AccuWeather, I mean, uh, intercom station. So will they let AccuWeather stay on WBZ, do you think, or what? I believe they will because it's going to be part of the app, so I don't think there'll be a problem with that. And WINS has been using AccuWeather for years. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Elliot, Abr- El- Elliot Abrams and uh, the usual, usual people. Yep. We had Has he retired, Chris? I haven't heard him in quite a long time. I think, he's, I think he has retired finally. <clears throat> I think we have, a, we have one comment from Jerry out in, out in Indiana, Pennsylvania. Hold on and, one second. And then Mike after him. Okay, hold on. Go ahead, Jerry. Go ahead, Jerry. Go ahead, Jerry. Okay. You're so right, Bob. Uh, AM radio is always there when there's... You know, some kind of an emergency. Um, it's uh, just too bad that, you know, radio is the way it is now. But, uh, you know, we all have some great memories. And uh, I certainly remember getting uh, WHEN in uh, Philadelphia a couple of times, believe it or not. I had a radio that uh, um, had some great radios back in the day, and I could pick it up. Okay, well, very good. Thank you very much, Sherry. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. So, so let's get to uh, Mike in uh, Evansburg. Go ahead, Mike. 
Okay. Hi, Bob. Um, you know, I can't believe that we have two radio stations now that are doing Catholic programming, 880, which was the biz, and 1080, which is now uh, WQOF, and they've gone through so many different core letter changes. And now we have um, a Portuguese station on 1400. I mean, can't, can't stations do something else? No, no, especially, in the, especially you know, I got to tell you something, Mike, especially in this environment, the best thing for radio is, is the ethnic programming because because the, yes. the people in the ethnic audiences listen to radio. That's uh, right, because they are too poor to afford the higher means of communication. That's right. And they have transistors and they'll put it on AM and listen to that stuff. Oh, yeah. Ethnic programming has always sold in high volume in uh, ethnic communities. And, and it will sell. The only yeah. the only difference is that they're finding that more more Latin American users are are going away from the radio. That's why ESPN Deportes is no longer on radio anymore because they they're they're only yeah. available on the internet. So yeah, well, of course, as they advance, it's the same thing. You know, you think of sports and which groups were the boxers. You know, in different generations, the ones towards the bottom of the socioeconomic scale. Well, as people get um, you know a little more money in their pockets and the second generation, whatever, so they're going to be like everybody else. They're going to get their iPhones and their Miss mm-hmm. uh, A's and whatever they're going to do and they're going to move away from radio like anybody else but there's still other groups filling in the bottom uh, rungs and that's why ethnic programming we used to laugh at in the 50s and 60s why they got this italian show on at nine in the morning or whatever well there were 60 year old ladies that were in there listening to it every every day so you know there were loyal listeners even back then and the, and the only thing I would say is that while AM radio will survive, I don't know if it's going to survive in analog form. I think it will go to an all-digital format eventually, if the FCC can ever rick and its mind made up as to how to implement that in a way. Uh, but first, if they're going to go all-digital, they have to find the manufacturers who will ma- manufacture all-digital radios. So let's see if that's all I can say. Bill, I think it's time for your uh, Jennifer Sparks call it and format changes before people get upset. That's right, Jeff, because we know we have to run that or we get in real trouble. Hello, everyone. I'm Jennifer Sparks, and here are your call letter and format changes for the week of October 31st. W-O-Y-K, 1350, York, Pennsylvania, changes network provider from Westwood One NBC Sports Network to Fox Sports Radio and changes slogan from Sports Radio 1350 to Sports Radio 98.9 and W-O-Y-K, 1350. WQOS 1080, Coral Gables, Florida, changes format from Spanish Religious Teaching and adds network provider Relevant Radio and adds slogan Relevant Radio. WVOI 1480, Marco Island, Florida, changes format from Silent to Religious Teaching and adds network provider Relevant Radio and adds slogan Relevant Radio. WYRV 770, Cedar Bluff, Virginia, changes slogan from 88.1 God's Country to God's Country. WZAB 880, Sweetwater, Florida, changes format from format not available to religious teaching and adds network provider relevant radio and adds slogan relevant radio. KJKB 106.7. 
2007, Early Texas changes format from new to country and adds slogan 106.7 The Bull. KLHT-FM 91.5 Honolulu, Hawaii changes primary format from new to contemporary Christian and adds secondary format religious teaching. KREI 800 Farmington, Missouri changes slogan from The Voice of Missouri's Parkland to Super Talk. K-R-E-I W-C-D-T 1340 Winchester, Tennessee changes slogan from your information station W-C-D-T-A-M 1340 to the voice of Franklin County. W-F-A-I A-M 1510 Salem, New Jersey changes format from urban gospel to urban AC and changes slogan from faith 1510 to jamming 96.9 and changes calls to WVJJAM KGVV 90.5 Gold Tree, Oklahoma changes slogan from My Praise FM to the House of Praise KLVV 88.7 Ponca City, Oklahoma changes slogan from My Praise FM to the House of Praise KTHM 94.1 Winoka, Oklahoma changes format from new to Christian CHR Rock and adds slogan The House FM K. WHK 95.9 Hutchinson, Kansas changes slogan from Oldies 95.9 HKFM to 95.9 HKFM. KWLM 1340 Wilmar, Minnesota changes slogan from News Talk 1340 KWLM to News Talk 1340 96.3 KWLM. KWLP 100.9 Peach Springs, Arizona changes format from new to variety. The following stations have signed off the air. KXCF 91.5 Marshall, California WYCL 1540 Niles, Ohio. Those are your call letter and format changes for this week. For all things radio, I'm Jennifer Sparks wishing all of you a very good week. Thank you very much, Jennifer. I mean, nothing's really spectacular, but did you see all the AM stations are ethnic or religious or news yeah. talk? Or that, that's where the money yeah. is. Well, one of the things that I thought was interesting, and you don't see it very often, is a religious station actually renounced religion and went to, like, a jamming uh, format. And normally, religious stations change language, they change providers, they change slogans, they change this, that. And usually, if they're, uh, you know, in the religious camp, they stay there. Our 1510, ah, but if you remember 10, the other way around... So UCFL, when uh-huh. they went from yeah. rock to religion, send yeah. in the clown. Yeah, and the other thing is, <laughs> if, you, if you remember correctly, it was WFA, was the one in New Jersey on 1510. Why did they change format to a jamming format, Chris? Because they were able to get an FM translator for that AM, right. so, that, so that people, they, they don't care if people listen to the AM. All they care yeah. about is like, <laughs> that FM audience. Well, we had our 1510, one of its many, many formats, you know, since it was, everybody knows it as WMEX, but it had many formats, and one was one of the, the religious ones, and it did go away 
went back a couple of times to sports and a few other things. Now it's not on the air at all. But but what I'm saying is it's unusual when usually when they're lost to the uh, to the uh, secular radio dial, they're gone forever. But yeah, CFL was one that came back at 1510. Mm-hmm. Did, but uh, it's not not that common. Anyone else have any comments before we go on? I was going to say, no, it's not common at all, and CFL is one that I can just remember. I thought, oh, they'll never come back. Um, yep. What about? You know, it's funny, when they went, when they did go religion, they were like a, a, a Christian rock station for a while, or they, or they played a lot of Christian music that was, they weren't just all broken programming, and it actually didn't sound that horrible. What about uh, WGAR at twelve twenty in Cleveland? Have they come back a little bit as talk? Or are they still no? They're still religious. They're still religious. Talk. Yeah, but then they're I think they're w- aren't they WHK? Are that the call letters they use yeah, there? Yeah, that's what they are using WHK, and they're owned and operated by Salem, which is the company that mo- yeah. mo- owns a lot of the religious ones. Either yeah, the, the GAR call letters are over on the FM, you know, for the country station. Yeah, so that's where they are. And, you know, a lot of them. You know, you'll see the call letters move around town. You know, WHK used to be at fourteen twenty, and now it's at twelve twenty. You know, using so they want things that people can relate to a little bit, so they, they keep the call letters. But it's, you know, you you say, oh, here's the call letters. Well, it's got nothing to do with what they used to do. Well, what about the ESPN station in Cleveland, the one at eight fifty? Yep, WKNR. Right. That used to be called. Those call letters were in uh, Detroit on uh, thirteen ten. Right. That's and true. They were you know a big hit station, WKNR. The reason but, I right. ask about them is they don't. They're just doing a standalone AM. They're not have. They don't have a. Yeah, they do, but they have. Okay, they have the Browns now. The Browns, I think, are their main flagship could be uh, one of the FMs. But either way, they do have the Browns. They have. Uh, I think they do Ohio State uh, sports. And they've also got some local programming. I don't know how many hours a day, but I do know they have a fair amount of local programming. So they're not like a total, not like 850 here that's just all the old HTH and EEI, you know, AM when when it became sports. That's just all ESPN, you know, they're on the satellite all day and all night, except for BC uh, basketball and stuff. And Mike, yeah, Mike, and you had a question? Go ahead. Sure. How is um, how is Caleb doing in New York? Are they getting a lot of response? Do you know? They, they are, from what I understand. They're not necessarily number one in the ratings, but they certainly are doing very well. Believe me, uh, Educational Media Foundation or EMF Broadcasting would not have bought WPLJ on 95.5 if they didn't think it would do well. And they've already done the focus studies, and they know it will do well. And while I'm not a big fan of these kind of formats, I will tell you, Mike, that I think if I, and I've listened to K-Love and Air One, I think they are probably one of the most professional Christian operations I've heard. You've got some down yeah. in Miami on the FM band. Don't you have Spirit FM down there somewhere or something like yeah. that, if I'm not mistaken? Yeah, 89.7. <clears throat> you know, and th- those kind of stations, the way Media Group has a good has a good sounding uh, contemporary Christian format. Yeah. Even though, well, even you know, though- <laughs> New York's so big. You know, that's the thing. You get 3% of New York, that's like getting 6 or 8% in, in Dallas or whatever. So, you know, you're, you're happy to do that. And, of course, they're going to do well in the Dallas. Houston's Atlanta, you know, those are where the ratings are going to be. The ratings will never be that great, but 3% of New York, if it's twice as big, is the same as 6% somewhere else. So that's the true. money comes in, and that's, that's the true. point. They get the money. I was going to say only one thing. And Bob, uh, we have WMHR here in Albany, New York, because they bought a radio station, and you're familiar with that station on the, in Syracuse that owned and operated by Morris Hill Radio. Morris Hill, yes. They're on uh, 96.7 WMHH. All the programming comes out of Syracuse, and while I'm not a, a religious person or anything, they 
certainly do a very good job at what they do. So, I mean, there, there are yeah. very classy operations, and there are, there are, there are not so classy, uh, there are not so classy uh, religious operations as well. So, you know, you know, and you know, it's funny. Central New York has had other options: uh, WOIV, WMIV, uh, Bristol, New York, and uh, Derider. And uh, let's see, what other? J- Cherry Valley, WJIV. They were all part of the Empire Broadcasting Network in the early 70s. Right, and, and it became OIV. The, that's right. And they had, uh, then it became the Christian Broadcasting Network. Right. At one point. Yep. We do have Pamela in, um, in uh, Kansas City. Go ahead, Pam. Go ahead, Pam. There she is. Go ahead, Pam. Go ahead, Pam. I heard her. Hear me? There we go. Yeah. Can you hear me now? Yeah, now? Yeah, she's on. She just she keeps not talking. I'm, yeah. I'm here. Yeah, go ahead. Okay, you, we can hear you. Go we ahead. We can hear you. Okay, I'm just curious about the station that has already flipped Christmas music. Why do they think that it will cheer people up? I don't. I don't get. Well, that. I will tell you, and I'm, I'm not going to say that. Uh, speak, you know, it's a matter of personal choice. But they do. Th- they do say that when when times are bad in the country, when times are bad, or or when people are down, sometimes that holiday music does cheer people up. I don't believe that that's the reason. I believe that the reason for the Christmas music it, music is a really Pam a, a precursor, which I which I kid that at the, in the radio news, it is a precursor to a format change. That's all I will say. It's a precursor to a format change. And you figure, Pam, if you if you get rid of the people now instead of before Thanksgiving, uh, and you, maybe you go automated or you have a different staff and you want to get them worked into whatever your new format's going to be, you don't have to pay them for that extra month. So why not get rid of them before Halloween? Well, and Sirius XM already started uh, their oh, yeah. some of their Christmas channels. October 25th they started. That's yeah. right. And to show you, there's a, there's a station I have on the internet. I forgot the name of the station. It's in my Sonos uh, speakers. And it's 24 hours of Christmas music every day, 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Oh, yeah. It's, there's stuff you, on the internet you can get all, all year long with Christmas music. And, if and, you, and there are certain people who just, for you know whatever reason, they just love the music. So, I mean, there are just some people, it doesn't matter what you know what the country or whatever, it doesn't matter. They just love the Christmas music. So, I mean, it, and, it, it, it does work sometimes. And I will tell you that, that it, it is important to understand that, that Christmas is very important when it comes to radio because, uh, you know, this is what it goes on. I, I know, but I'm just not going to answer it. <laughs> All right. Well, it's time to move on. I'll, I'll turn it over to you, Bill. Do we have anybody else up there in the queue, Perry? I guess not. Any okay, other hand, Jeff, Perry? It, we do not have any more now. All right. Well, it's okay. time that, Jeff, you're going to... We're going to do this uh, countdown from Don Bowman, one of the one of the better actually comedians in country, and actually had a few hits of his own. But listen to this countdown from Don Bowman. You put it together, Jeff. Well, this okay. week we're taking care of a listener request from Bob in Michigan, who wants to hear American Country Countdown when it was originally hosted by Don Bowman. Don Bowman was a radio announcer, a country singer, and a country comedian. And this show goes back to April 13th, 1974. And there is a connection between Bob Kingsley and Don Bowman and American Country Countdown. For you see, Bob Kingsley was the producer of American Country Countdown until he began hosting it in 1978. So without further ado, why don't sit back and enjoy American Country Countdown as hosted by Don Bowman on April 13th, 1974 on this week's edition of All Things Radio Live. Hit it, Dara! Hi, and welcome to American Country Countdown. My name's Don Bowman with something for all of you and nothing for some of you. I'm about to count down the 40 most popular country records in all the USA. 
We do it every week based on Billboard Magazine's National Weekly Survey. Start with a song in 40th place and count them down to the number one song of the week. So let's get it on. Number 40. Hey, starting off the countdown is an artist who really started something last year when he had a huge hit with You're the Best Thing That's Happened to Me. Because since then, Gladys Knight and the Pips have a smash with it on both the pop chart and the soul chart. Ray Price starts something with all his hits. Let's see what he does with this one. If you ever... First through the debut records for this week at number 40, that's Ray Price and Storms of Troubled Times. Hey, it's almost 10 years since Jim Reeves died in that plane crash, but his records still make the charts, and the recording empire he built keeps growing. People who work with Jim keep getting heard from. The man who used to lead Jim's backup band, the Blue Boys, is Bud Logan. And Bud just had himself a fair-sized hit and a duet with Ms. Wilma Burgess. It's on the Shannon label, which happens to be a Jim Reeves enterprise. Their song peaked at 14 three weeks ago. It's 39 now on the way down. Wake me into love. That's Wilma Burgess and Bud Logan homogenizing on the song. It's number 39 among the 40 this week called Wake Me Into Love. Hey, coming up next, the oldest record on the survey. My kind of country, my kind of music. American country, countdown. Here's the dude that walked off with most of the awards in the Academy of Country and Western Music a couple of weeks ago. He's got the record that's been on the survey longer than any other at 14 weeks. And number 38, Charlie Rich. Don't wait for the postman. You imagine how many people that's going to shake up? The 38th most popular song among the 40 this week, Charlie Rich. Little message there, there won't be any more. This is Bowman with the 40 top country hits all around the USA. Song at number 37 this week, dropped 17 notches. Here's Narvel Phelps, when your good love was mine. Somewhere in my troubled mind. That's the amazing Captain Marvel. Captain Marvel Phelps at number 37 on the 40 this week when your good love was mine. Coming up next, a country superstar who had her first hit 17 years ago when she was only 12 years old. My kind of country, my kind of music. American country, countdown. Hey, Brenda Lee had her first hit record 17 years ago. That was back in 1957. It was called One Step at a Time. Her current smash drops to number 36 this week. Here she are with wrong ideas. Well, all right. Listen, come on up to house if you want to, but don't go getting no wrong ideas. Number 36 among the 40 this week. That's Little Brenda Lee and Wrong Ideas. Here's a song that may be moving into the country top 40, but next week it's 42 right now. Maybe you remember it from the TV special Sunshine. A story about the young mother who dies at the age of 20. From a rare form of cancer. It's a true story. Her name was Lynn Halton. She left behind a husband, a two-year-old daughter, and a diary on tape recordings that she made telling how she felt being a mother and being in love and dying. Making everybody who knew her happy that they did. Here's a preview play of the latest record by John Denver called Sunshine on My Shoulder. There's a preview play of the latest record by John Denver. It's called Sunshine on My Shoulder. Hey, California's where we do American Country Countdown. I'm Don Bowman, and the countdown continues each and every week. Speaking of week, here's the latest by Connie Cato. It's number 35 on the survey called Super Skirt. There she goes. 
a wagging her body. <laughs> she must have been a dog. 35 this week on the 40. That's Connie Cato and the thing called Super Skirt. Coming up next, another smash by Buck Owens. It's my kind of country and my kind of music. American country, countdown. Debut at number 34 this week. Here's Buck Owens on the cover of the Music City News. Here we got singers, we got golden fingers, and we love everywhere we go. Debut at number 34 on the survey this week. That's Buck Owens, and he got his picture on the cover of the Music City News. Hey, the 33rd bestseller this week just happens to be the highest debuter of the week. Here's Big Bob Lumen, and just enough to make me stay. She never says the little things that make me warm. There's big old Bobby Lumen, number 33 in the highest debut and record of the week. It's called Just Enough to make me stay. This is Bowman with the 40 top country hits of the week. Did you know that a chicken is the only animal that can eat all he wants, gain all kinds of weight, and never show it in the face? My kind of country, my kind of music. American country, countdown. You're listening to the biggest selling country hits in America. I'm Don Bowman. The countdown continues at number 32 with Bobby Lewis. I never get through missing you. I forgot Moves up two notches this week to number 32. I never get through missing you. That's the country Bobby Lewis, not the rock and roller Bobby Lewis, who had a big hit back there in 63 called A Tossin' and a Turnin'. Erra. Here's the big boy from Shreveport, Louisiana, former disc jockey down there on KWKH in Shreveport, Mr. Nat Stuckey. Got himself a super good hit at number 31. You never say you love me anymore. You never say love me anymore. What does the chick got to do, man? Draw you all kinds of little pictures to explain the situation to you? At number 31 on the countdown this week, that's Nat Stuckey. And I swear, you never say you love me anymore. Hey, here's a song that's been around a few times before. Pop group had a country hit with it first. Then a country singer had a pop hit with it. The song is Silver Threads and Golden Needles. And in 1962, the Springfields from England hit number 16 on the country charts with it. Three years later, Queen of the House, Jody Miller, got it to number 54 on the pop charts. Now comes a pretty girl who started her recording career as a rock singer and gets herself a country hit with a tune. At number 30 this week, here are Linda Ronstead. your run-of-the-mill type inhibited chick. That is Linda Ronstead, the song it's number 30 among the 40 this week, Silver Threads and Golden Needles. Hey, coming up, a preview song by the guy who wrote one of the all-time great country standards, She Thinks I Don't Care. My kind of country, my kind of music, American country, countdown. This is Don Bowman counting down the 40 top country hits of the week. Dropping 18 places to number 29 this week is Billy Craddock, Sweet Magnolia Blossom. Sweet Magnolia Blossom. Little outburst of dropsy there. Come 11 last week to number 29 this week. That's Billy Crash Craddock and Sweet Magnolia Blossom. Hey, let's listen to a preview record by a country singer who had his first success as a pop singer back in 62 with a song called Patches. He also wrote the great country standard, She Thinks I Don't Care. 
is Dickie Lee. I use the soap to wash the dirt off my face. There's a preview play of a brand new record by Dickie Lee called I Use the Soap. And Dickie Baby, we appreciate it. It's a very small studio here and we all have to stay together, don't we? <laughs> this is Bowman with the 40 top country hits of the week. Every week, American Country Countdown is heard coast to coast and around the world on great radio stations like KBMN in Osmond, Montana, and KCLK in Clarkston, Washington. At number 28 on the countdown this week, here's Lefty, and I never go around mirrors. I can't stand to see. Moving up two more notches on the countdown to number 28. That's the latest by Lefty Frizzell called I Never Go Around Mirrors. Hey, last week, while we were doing our American Country Countdown special of the 40 biggest country singers in the history of the charts, five new records made their way into the 40. They were Melba Montgomery's No Charge, Cal Smith's latest Country Bumpkin, Roy Clark and Honeymoon Feeling, Silver Threads and Golden Needles Belinda Ronstead, and Super Skirt by Connie Cato. This week, three brand new debut records. Bob Lumen, Just Enough to Make Me Stay. Buck Owens' latest on the cover of the Music City News. And Ray Price, Storms of Troubled Times. Say, boys and girls, coming right up, more of American Country Countdown with the 27 most popular songs in all the USA. Why not do a friend a favor? Call him up and tell him he's got 27 to go. Come on, listen to it, him. Yeah? Well, there you go. American Country Countdown is hosted by Don Bowman on April 13th, 1974. And this version of American Country Countdown sure sounds a lot different than the one hosted by Bob Kingsley in 1987. Now, if you have any comments concerning this part of the show, why don't let me know about it by email or voicemail. The email address here is Jeff. That's J-E-F-F, Jeff at allthingsradio.net. Or you can call that feedback line. The phone number is 800-693-0595. That's 800-693-0595. And, of course, at option two for the podcast team. For All Things Radio Live, I'm Jeff Bennett. I'm going to say, I think uh, Bob Kingsley brought the polish to that show. <laughs> well, it certainly is a lot more sophisticated. I mean, I'm sitting there listening to it from 1970, uh, from 1974, and I said, wow, that's really kind of hillbilly. But, you know, country music is a lot different back then, too. And you, you know, you have a country show on The Legend. Can you, can, can you comment on that a little bit, Bill? Well, you know, Don Bowman, I mean, he, um, he was a great country comedian, had a few hits of his own. But um, it really was a radio personality. But, you know, he would just he took it half the way. Bob Kingsley took it all the way home. I and, think that was interesting, though. I liked what he did because, you know, you don't often see a national show come on and, and goof around with people. We're on national radio. We can't, you know, do that. And, yeah, you can. Actually, other people later on found out, like Imus and, you know, uh, right. and, and, and uh, so forth. So you can. And he did. And that was his character. And, of course, he'd do the hillbilly thing and do the voices, and that made it interesting. I think, you know, Casey was so straight, Bob Kings was so straight, and, you know, we're counting this down, this is an official record, right. you know, and whatever. But I also thought it was interesting, I never knew. There was a song called, on the cover of the Music City News, we, gee, where did they get idea, that idea from? I hope Dr. Hook got some money out of that. Anyway. I guarantee he did. <laughs> well, what about you, Bob? I'm Syracuse. What did you think of that particular show? I just rejoined you guys. Oh, okay. Uh, okay. I had a phone call from a buddy in uh, Century okay. Village. Okay. And um, I left the line, so I don't know the question. Oh, right. Okay. Did you, uh, you didn't get to hear the American Country Countdown uh, that we played. Uh, I heard so. part of it. Well, I left at number 33. Okay, well, that's good. Okay. Did you, did, what did you think of the show at, at, that was done in 74, in a, in, in a sense? You know what I'm saying? Well, did you, 
it, you know, that you were back in the AT40 top 40 countdown genre where, you know, Jeffrey and I uh, were in territory of WNDR, which when they carried Casey Kasem used to give away the records as prizes for their contestants, you know, to guess whatever their contest they were doing. And that was one of the prizes they were given. And I always wondered how many complaints they got with, oh, half the record was missing. Yeah, really. Walter, you have your hand raised? Let me just see. Hold on a second. Let me see if I got him. Go ahead, Walter. Hi there, everyone. Um, hey. Uh, yeah, that was pretty good, that, that the uh, countdown there with Don Bowman. The one thing that I remember from him was the uh, his uh, song where he go, Hey, Chet Aiken. I, I'm I want, playing this here guitar or something like that. I, I don't know what it was, but it's pretty funny. Yeah. It should also well, be noted. Did. It should also be noted that he also wrote the song Wildwood Weed that was done by Jim Stafford. Jim Stafford, yeah. So, yeah. and that came out. So we were a little early for that. That came out at least on the pop charts in August. Maybe it made it a little faster in country. But yeah, we, it would have been funny if he would have played that one. But uh, and I'm sure he did because I'm sure it did well in the country charts. So I just thought it was interesting to play that. Bob in uh, Michigan, I know that you wanted to hear that. I don't, I didn't, I could not find uh, Don Bowman even talking about Wildwood Weeds, unfortunately. But I did find this uh, courtesy of the folks at YouTube, and I edited it to make it a little bit tighter. It was scope, but I tightened out the scope and edited it. And so I uh, hope you appreciated that. Well, the way he was fooling around, he might have been smoking some of the Wildwood Weed for all we know. <laughs> he might have been. <laughs> for all we know, he might have been, Chris. I, I don't know about that, but he might have been. You're very you're very right about that, Bill. I mean, uh, uh, Chris. So, you know, that's that's one of the things that we love doing here on All Things Radio we, is we try to take care of the listener requests for air checks and things of that nature, if we can find them. They're not always easy to find. Uh, so I, I have a guy named Jeff out in Ohio who wants to hear WPRO circa night before 1960, and unfortunately, they do not exist anywhere. I've, I've looked all over the place. I can't find anything of WPRO from their days as a CBS affiliate before. Yeah, well, they were they they gradually they were interesting because they gradually got into rock and roll. Like I can remember one day, and maybe they started like about this time, but it was about November of '59. I was listening to PRO, just happened to because they a story got over or whatever, and they played like "Dance with Me" by the Drifters. I'm like, oh really? And on, on CBS the station, and of course they what they did was on July 4th of 1960, they said they declared they said it was Independence Day because they were no longer going to be in CBS, and CBS moved it down the dial. To 790 WEAN, but they were, and their, their big promo was, no more Helen Trent. Okay, well, yeah, it wasn't much more Helen Trent anyway, about another four months, but anyway. All right, well, I think we got ready for our next feature, Bill. Oh, wait a minute, that helped. It always hey, helps to turn your microphone on. <laughs> I, I, mean, I thought I might have made a mistake on there, Bill. No, no, I thought no, we no, might have no, had, yeah, a little uh, glitch we've no, had, yeah. No, we're going to go, we're going to go back in time and Considering what Jeff's got coming up after this next feature, we're going to go back to 1978 when this feature was put together from WTOP television documenting black radio and what effect it has in our country. And I think some of the stats and some of the figures they're going to give you in here are going to be very, very interesting. And I think maybe you'll like this. So be something different than what we normally hear. So let's we're going to pause for the cause. We might be a little behind on that. And then we're going to play this presentation. Whether you realize it or not, 
Black radio is the most powerful form of communications in the black community. Black radio to me is, is merely a matter of programming positioning. I like to think that any radio station that we're involved in, certainly in this company, we want to make a class radio station. We want to make a radio station that is a good, definitive, easy to listen to sound. And then after that, the positioning as a black station comes secondarily. It took me a long time to be black. I've, all my life I've been a Negro, you see. And uh, it took a while to become black. And now that I'm black and proud, I still want to keep my soul. So I, I feel that it's more, I, I like the word soul radio better than I do black radio. Different people define black radio at different times. Howard University is usually credited with being the only black radio station in Washington, D.C. because we're the only black-owned radio station in Washington, D.C. Today, programming policies at black radio stations have been called into question. In the first of a two-part special, Arambe will examine the dynamics of black radio. And we were good morning, Uncle Frank. A half mile back out of it. I'm out there. Wherever you dial on your radio, you can find news, information, and entertainment. Whether at home, on your way to work, or shopping you can always find someone listening to the radio. Today, there are more than 8,000 stations broadcasting to almost every household in the nation. Radio surpasses television, newspapers, and all other forms of communication as a source of information, entertainment, and believe it or not, companionship. People listen to radio an average of two and a half hours a day. In the morning when I wake up, I turn the radio on. I like to be in phone. Coming to work, I like to be in tank. It plays a great deal in my life, you know, because I'm, you know, I love music as it is, you know, all kinds of music. It plays an informative role for me. It not only does it offer music, but it offers news, it offers things that are happening in the cities. Since 1923, blacks have played a significant role in developing the radio industry into a booming entertainment business. Band leaders, Noble Sissel and U.B. Blake, Cab Calloway and the Duke Ellington Orchestra with Ivy Anderson all shared the spotlight in the early days of radio. Vocalist Ethel Waters, Lena Horne, and Lillian Randolph had their own syndicated programs. Stage comedians Burt Williams and Flanora Miller fought prejudice beneath masks of degrading characters and performed vaudeville skits, many of which were broadcast over radio. Two white men, Freeman Godson and Charles Correll, played the lead characters Amos and Andy in America's most popular race comedy. What you doing standing outside of Shorty's Barbershop? Hello, Amos. I'm waiting for the kingfish. Is you hear the big news about me? About you? No, I ain't, Andy. What's happened to you? I'm going to get an upsulated. Uh, <laughs> you going to get what? That, wait, 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 I, I, that got me a little late. What you going to get? Uh... Well, to an ignorant fellow like you, that means I'm going to get married. In other words, Amos, I'm going to enter into holy deadlock. <laughs> the stereotypes they created would stand for generations. Outside of entertainment, blacks could only work as part-time announcers. One of the most gifted blacks in radio was Hal Jackson, who worked at station WINX in Washington, D.C. Jackson's popularity caught the attention of Richard Eden, owner of station WOOK. 
1946, Eden hired Jackson as the nation's first full-time black announcer. Jackson soon created the program that became known throughout the country, the house that Jack built. For years to come, some of the nation's most talented performers and prominent figures appeared as Jackson's guests. World heavyweight champion Joe Lewis, Dr. Mary McLeod Bethune, president of the National Council of Negro Women and founder of Bethune-Cookman College, Dr. Charles Drew, who discovered blood plasma, singer Peggy Lee, band leader Stan Kenton, Woody Herman, trumpet player Dizzy Gillespie, and the great Billie Holiday. Jackson's successful efforts paved the way for other black announcers. Since then, stations have adopted specialized formats such as All News, All Classical, and All Black. Today, there are more than 500 stations programming 15 minutes to 24 hours a day to the black community. More than 100 of these stations devote their entire broadcast day to a black format. Almost all are owned by whites. There are several in the Washington area. On Progressive 96, WHURF. From OK100. Right here on Wing Radio. OK, which adopted a black format in 1946, is still a leader today among local black stations. However, management feels that the station's black identity and success are results of appealing not just to a black audience, but to a general audience through black music. I think a mass appeal station, a good radio station, is the first thing that we try to create. After we've done so, and as a part of doing so, we try to become a black station. We do so with black performers and playing pretty much exclusively black product. OK100's format, called Sound of the City, gives the station its urban identity. We find that by concentrating on this image, it's a programming advantage, more so than a pre-gone conclusion that we're going to set up a black station before we program. We know that we're going to create a class radio station. And within that context, we try to concentrate on targeting to a black audience. As a result, OK100 leads all other black program stations in the market. Harris also told us that black ownership isn't necessary in black radio. In fact, he argues that OK's high ratings indicate his station is serving the community just as well, if not better, than other stations. WOL's Jim Kelsey disagrees. OK is playing a lot of music. And uh, as I said, teenagers like a lot of music. And that's where they're going to. Listen to their format. What difference? What are they doing that's so fantastic? Really nothing. They're just hammering out the music. Someone's going to get wise and say, hey, listen, the music is great, but what are you doing for my kid's mind? You know, what are you doing for their mind? That's pretty Patty Austin from WOL. Say it's so good to know on a Friday afternoon that we're in love, baby. 324 Bobby Bennett Show here till 7 o'clock. Since its inception, WOL has thrived on rhythm and blues. Soul music, they call it, a music complemented by slick, fast-talking disc jockeys. But Jim Kelsey says WOL means a lot more. To us, music is secondary. We don't make a penny off a of record. Not a penny is made for us playing a record. Record is entertainment for our listeners. That's something to say if you stick with us through our public service, our commercials, our public affairs, we're going to entertain you also. Disc jockey Bobby Bennett differs with Kelsey. He feels music is the station's top priority. Uh, that's why I think WOL has been paying me for 10 years. To entertain, to be uh, informative, 
as far as uh, community issues or subjects are concerned. Uh, we don't get into a whole lot of heavy political issues as far as my opinions. But uh, I think basically that my audience looks forward to me being on the radio simply for entertainment. Radio critic Dennis John Lewis says WOL's determination to stick with the heavy rock format has been catastrophic for the station, causing WOL to drop over 10 places in the ratings in the past year and a half. I'm quite sure that the first reaction of a lot of people uh, at such a station is to say that uh, this was a statistical fluke. This was an error in surveying. Uh, this is attributable to uh, one particular thing in one particular book. But the fact is that in the current radio ratings, uh, WOL is now 15th. So they've come up from 16th to 15th. And they have actually fluctuated a little bit up and down during that time period. But the point is that they uh, have never really been able to recover. I've got the best music in town. It's Progressive 96. I'm Robin. The music comes from Chuck Mangione. Feels so good. When WHUR hit the air seven years ago, it immediately caught on. Of 40 stations in the market, it grabbed 27th place in a matter of months. Today, it is in the top 10. Its format includes several forms of black music, jazz, reggae, rhythm and blues, and African music. Station manager Catherine Liggins says that a station's quick rise in the market doesn't necessarily mean that it's really that popular, arguing that consistency is the name of the ratings game. One good book, one good flash uh, in the ratings does not constitute, quote, the most popular station, nor does it constitute uh, any type of uh, attractive uh, deal for your advertisers. Advertisers are looking for consistency. WHUR from time to time has had those flashes. When we first came on the air, we were credited with being, quote, the most popular station. If you remember when the NBC affiliate KISS came into the market, everyone was raving about KISS. Well, the last rating period, which were the results we just released last week for the first time, now KISS is no longer in the top ten. A station's approach to programming is directly reflected in its working staff. Personnel at WHUR do not view themselves as disc jockeys or announcers, but air personalities. And it's 17 minutes before the clock of the morning sound, 17 before 8. Deborah Connors has a birthday today. Debbie, happy birthday to you from the morning sound and from Nikki. Jerry Phillips, host of the noted morning sound show, calls himself a public servant on a program that uses 25 consultants from the community each month. Communications has, must meet the needs of the community. And when I say meet the needs of the community, simply that our community today relies on the communication outlets in order to, what, vote for elections, in order to be able to put on the right coat when the weather is file outside, in order to get to work on time. All of these things are necessities. And I think that radio has an obligation to the community. It must serve that community. These people are obviously having fun. They're at a discotheque, enjoying disco music and disco dancing. But there's more to disco than meets the eye. Disco is big business.
business in this country, very big business. It grosses $4 billion annually. Last year, CBS alone grossed $600 million on music. Radio playlists don't influence disco music. In fact, it's just the opposite. Make no mistake about it, some of the most popular music today started in discotheques just like this one. making the music easy to dance to and easy to sell. Calling a record disco removes the rock, rhythm, and blues or soul label attached to it, especially music by white groups who've been influenced by black artists. Once the labels are gone, record companies reach larger audiences, increase record sales, which in turn influence radio playlists. Singers Donna Summer and Gloria Gaynor White groups like the Bee Gees and singer Peter Brown are just a few artists who've cashed in on the disco sound. In the past, black program stations have not been credited for their coverage or in-depth reporting of current events. Most news organizations at such stations operate on small budgets, barely big enough to pay a one- or two-man staff. In many instances, the disc jockey serves as the news person, ripping and reading wire copy. But at Howard University's WHUR, the situation is different. Known for its coverage of third world news and aggressive reporting, the station commands the respect of its competitors. We start from the perspective that the most important factor in society, in fact any society, is the economic factor. How is the society organized on an economic label, on an economic level, and how are the fruits of economic activity distributed among the population? We feel that has to be the starting point. Second to that is political because very often how you distribute the wealth of society is a political decision. So secondly, we have to look at the overall national and local political situation. Third, obviously, um, WHUR uh, has a special emphasis and concern for black people, therefore the racial aspects of social development become an important part. But there are several others, but I would think generally we start with the economic, the political, and the racial, and we use those three um, to determine what we emphasize in the news. Good afternoon, I'm Ben Dudley, this is WHUR News. Many black journalists working in major media outlets today got their start at black program stations, and some say they found the experience invaluable. I think I owe a debt to the black community. Um, I got my chance to get my education because of things that black folk did, and who says that you cannot have a black news operation that is just as good or better and as competitive as anyone else in the world? That's a farce, and anyone 
who, who says it knows he's a farce, but I know most folk uh, have the stigma that if it's black, it's inferior. Therefore, uh, they move on, and they, feel, they do not feel that they have attained success until uh, they're working uh, for major outlets. Uh, we feel we can do it here. This is the news capital of the world. We have a very large, sophisticated black audience, and uh, we satisfy. WHUR's major newscast is The Drum, broadcast daily at 6.15. The station, its news and public affairs specials on such issues as the Wilmington 10, the Baki case, and African affairs has become known for its advocacy posture. News director Robert Taylor sees no conflict. I think that is fully and completely in line with the idea of objectivity. Uh, we say we are an objective news staff because we take the position that objectivity means nothing unless it means the truth. That there can be no other meaning. It has very little to do with being fair, although that's part of it. Objectivity, again, can mean nothing unless it means the truth. And in order to arrive at the truth, uh, there are occasions when it may become necessary to quote that some people might consider us being partisan or taking a position. Uh, there are times when we will, quote, take a position. But again, we feel that position is in line with the truth, meaning that it is in line with objectivity. Some people would think that in a predominantly black city, journalists would have an inside track in gathering news. However, reporters at black stations say it's tougher for them. You would think that we would have an easier job simply because the makeup of the local government is mostly black. But just the opposite is true. If a story is breaking at the district building and we call down, well, we'll get, um, well, he's on another line or he'll call you back later, maybe two or three hours later, but we normally don't wait that long, but what I'm saying to really get in touch with them two or three hours later, we've heard the story on other stations. However, around election time, they call us first with stories that really aren't stories and expect us to deal with it simply because they're a black station. At WOL, five people double as reporters and anchors, and news gets about 5% of the station's airtime. Most news directors agree that although reporters have similar training, black reporters have a different outlook on news than their white counterparts. I covered the uh, recent march on the White House in support of the Wilmington 10. Now, my focus would be the speeches, uh, the fact that there were about 8,000 people there, where another reporter, which I did hear on another radio station, their main uh, focus was the kite flying at the monument. But to watch out because uh, there's a small crowd of about 500 protesters across from the ellipse. That's what I mean about black news, see? And uh, that's, that's the kind of information you'll get if you listen to certain reporters who aren't sensitive to a certain black needs. Even if you're gonna add this something, you know, try to pick that out. Try to pick that out. At WOOK, three people work in shifts around the clock to cover the entire metro area. Management is proud of its news efforts. Uh, in the case of OK 100, it's our news department that we look at very heavily. Our news director, Carl Ferguson, is very familiar with the Washington market and with the black community in particular and 10% of all of our programming per week is devoted to his department. It's that area that we look at as the most sensitive area of service. Carl Ferguson says he's also proud, but that he needs more than three people to continue doing his job. We're the most understaffed, overworked staff in this whole doggone city. Yeah. HUR has a larger staff, and they do, a, they, do a, they do a damn good job. WOL has a larger staff. 
Uh, we have, uh, we need more people. But I think that we, uh, we're in par with them because we work hard. That's the main thing. To help out, Ferguson uses college interns and individuals from the community. The students get practical experience and the volunteers pick up journalism skills. No money, they don't put no money in the news, man. Everything up to get. But for news and public affairs, not enough. It's all into boogieing. OK 100's got some real hip. Boozilla opening up another music set at OK 100. Boozilla's here! The world's only rhinestone rock star dog minimum. I want to be your talk. I want to play for you. There's no question that today, black music has just as much impact on radio as it did when the radio industry started more than 50 years ago. Its influence on the black community is tremendous. However, unless blacks own stations, they have little input in policy and programming decisions. Of more than 8,000 broadcast stations, blacks own less than 60. In our next report, we'll take a look at minority broadcasters and the problems they face and the dynamics of black radio. Jeff, the audio may not have been all you wanted. Brings back some memories because uh, the, the people that he talked about, or Jim, Sonny Jim Kelsey, worked at WWRL in New York before he became uh, vice pre uh, president of the program for Sonderling back in the 70s when he was working at WOL in Washington, D.C. And, of course, we've all played an air trick of him a while ago on the podcast. And we also had played an air trick of Bobby Bennett, who worked at uh, XM Satellite Radio as well. And I think he did some sports as well as, uh, as a, being a radio announcer. So it was interesting. And you get a different perspective by listening to that documentary. And one of those ladies is also the CEO or, or what is it? Now? I want to say Radio One, but Urban Urban One, Urban One now. So that. Um, Anyone else have any comments on the panel? Well, it goes back to what we were talking about earlier about uh, ethnic groups further down the socioeconomic scale uh, having uh, really wanting community radio and really, you know, and you wonder sometimes whether they're, they're still being served. I mean, yeah, they, they're, you know, online and stuff. It's not that they're not, but you wonder if they're still being served the way they should be um, because, you know, things have moved on, moved away from local radio. It's one thing to broker it in a different language and say, here's Spanish programming, here's, you know, whatever ethnic programming korean whatever depending on the part of the country you're in but it's another thing to mix in with people and say well are we going to cover these issues uh the way it, they should be covered for the black community or not and the the general radio stations won't of course they're going to you know go to the the biggest group but uh, you wonder how how that's faring in in some of the cities where there's a reasonably big black population like dc i'm not sure either but i know in, even in the 60s at WWR, wwrl i'm keep slurring that they uh, they didn't have a huge news department and 
and uh, it, they, what they were talking about in this particular document documentary, even up through the 70s, was exactly true. The money was made because of the radio announcers, and they played the music, and news was really a second. The news was on because the FCC required it back then, but that wasn't really, if they had to do no news whatsoever, they would, they'd get away with doing no news. So The, the know, station I remember from New York hearing you know, at sunset they would come in because our station at 1190 would go off in Framingham, and they'd still be on a little while, WLIB, and they would have Adam Clayton Powell come in, or they'd have different people. Percy Sutton, I think his name was. Yeah. Well, he was, was a part of Bob, Bob out, in, out in Florida. You remember Leon Lewis? Yes. Who uh, got his start at uh, w, uh, WRL and went to WLIB. <laughs> WPAT 930 in Patterson, New Jersey. Still does a lot of ethnic stuff on the weekends. And they have a, a great amount of programming for the Caribbean community on that particular radio station. Mm-hmm. So yes. that's what that's what we've got. To, that's what we've got. Well, Bill, I'm going to give it over to you because we've got an air check. And I said in the in the air check feature, it's 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 so bad in the sense the guy is so bad, but it's it's good. But I think you'll understand why I said that. So I'm going to turn it over to you, Bill. Well, I thank everybody for coming in, panel, everybody, and. And we'll play this special, WGRT. What year was this, Jeff? 19... It said 1967. I don't. It didn't have a date on it when I got it. Well, we'll find out. This week, we're letting the virtual time machine take us back to 1967. And we're going to listen to Chicago's other soul radio station, WGRT-AM. The station at that time transmitted on a frequency of 950. And the announcer we're going to hear is Larry O'Brien. No, he's not the greatest radio announcer. And no, this isn't Chicago's greatest radio station. However, the air check is so bad that it's actually good. One of the best things about this air check is all the classic commercials you get to hear. Like the classic commercial for Pepsi or Salem cigarettes. So without further ado, want to sit back and enjoy WGRT-AM and Larry O'Brien from 1967 on this week's edition of All Things Radio Live. Esquire's idea. It's now a minute after four o'clock. WGRT, Chicago. And now, Bowl Staff brings you great race results. Anchors down. Pleasure boat drifts lazily. Park this afternoon. Score King was the winner. Score King, the winner of the third race. Paid 580, 360, and 260. Troops Bob was second, paying 540 and 340. And Hard Bed was the show horse, paying $2.60. The results of the third at Arlington Park. Listen throughout the day for great race results brought to you by Falstaff. Yeah. 
4 o'clock, WGRT. Are you watching only half a TV set? Well, you are if you don't have color TV with all channel UHF. Are you missing the bullfights or exciting wrestling? Are you missing the latest movies that can be seen only on UHF? Are you missing the Sox and Cubs in true living color? Are you missing the pleasure of seeing all your favorite programs in color? Well, now, thanks to Munts TV's amazing color TV sale, you can get a brand new color TV for only $2.98 down and $2.98 a week. It's the biggest color sale ever. Munts color TVs come in all sizes, 21, 23, and even a giant 25-inch TV. And they all have all-channel UHF. For just $2.98 down, you can watch the favorite programs in color everyone is talking about. If you've got 298, call ES967777. Ask for a free home presentation. Be the envy of all your friends. What's that number? ES967777. Is that a new color TV with UHF for 298 down and 298 a week? Yes, indeed. Just call Estabrook 96777. ES967777. <laughs> Take care, bro. Take care, my love. June Conquest, WGR. Here, what's the June Conquest, WGRT. The big news for 67 is Color TV. Months Color TV. That's Months Color TV. There are lots of TV manufacturers. WGRT. Wait, number one. one. Reflections with Diane and the Supremes. <laughs> It's 13 minutes after 4 o'clock on a Saturday afternoon. 69 degrees downtown. This afternoon, partly cloudy and windy with cooler temperatures high and low 70s. Tonight, fair and cool and low in the lower 50s. Tomorrow, partly sunny and cool the high and lower 70s. I'll look money. I'm going warmer. 69 degrees right now in a pretty song. Really, really is. By Al Wilson. Do you hold me the same old way? Gotta pay the price with Al Kent. Everyone, this is John Evans with the Great 2020 News at 4:20. A blaze swept through both floors of a two-story frame building at 5801 South Carpenter Street this afternoon, doing $3,000 worth of damage before it could be extinguished. Firemen using a snorkel unit and four fire engines extinguished the fire after an hour-long battle. They were hampered in their efforts by strong winds. The fire ignited on the back porch of the first floor of the structure and punched through a portion of the roof, leaving the second-story apartment virtually intact, except for the fire-inflicted skylight. Chief Bernard Sadowski said the cause of the conflagration could not immediately be determined. However, the chief added that no art really belongs to Poland. John Evans for WGRT, first in Chicago with great 2020 news. <laughs> 
here's a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity for sports fans all over Chicagoland to see professional basketball at its finest and save $1 off the regular price of admission. That's right, fans. See our own Chicago Bulls in action at the Chicago Stadium and save $1 off the regular price. These $1 discount tickets are available in cartons of Pepsi-Cola. Just drop in at your favorite Pepsi dealer and pick up complete details, plus your own special Chicago Bulls schedule and information on how you may win one of 10,000 valuable prizes in the Pepsi Bowl sweepstakes. So make this year back the Bulls year and use those special $1 discount tickets. That's a little funky Broadway idea with Wilson Pickett and WGRT. It's 26 after 4 o'clock. WGRT, Chicago's great station. Al Benson returns Monday at 6 p.m. And now it's time for Job Opportunities. Brought to you as a public service feature in cooperation with new super king size Salem cigarettes. With the extra length that refreshes your taste a few moments longer. What you gonna do with the extra time you get smoking new super king size Salem cigarettes? Me? I'm just gonna sit here and enjoy the taste. Now a longer Salem, super king size Salem, with that famous taste, that springtime fresh. Try the longer Salem, super king size Salem, refreshes your taste a few moments longer. cigarettes. Salem. Ooh, can you hear me? New super king-size Salem with the extra length that refreshes your taste a few moments longer. Here's America's largest selling menthol taste. Now in a Salem super king. Go get some. Try a Salem super king. Great job opportunities. If you're looking, listen. For social casework trainees with degrees from accredited institutions to interview public assistance applicants. Salary, $550 per month to start, with periodic increases to $695 per month. Opportunity. For a paint sales trainee to sell paint in an assigned territory. Must be a high school grad with some college. Salary, $500 a month to start. Opportunity. For a CPA certificate holder with two to four years experience to handle internal auditing, both operational and financial in Chicago. Will travel 25 to 30% of the time. Salary to $13,000 loop location. Apply for these great jobs at the Illinois State Employment Service. Professional Office 208 South LaSalle Street. This has been Job Opportunities. Presented in the public interest by new Super King Size Salem Cigarettes. With the extra length that refreshes your taste a few moments longer. Try a Salem
now for pity's sakes. Where's your Van Morrison now that we need him? That's uh, Van Morrison right there, and uh, this is your friendly neighborhood, Larry O'Brien. It's 432 and WGRT. Ladies, by investing in the convenience and luxury of a wig from Wig City at 3946 West Madison Street, you can discover the secret of saving time and always looking band box fresh with perfectly groomed hair. Call Wig City at 278-7200. They have a wide selection of soft, nice-to-be-near wigs for as little as $39.50. Wig City, 3946 West Madison Street, will give you free a wig case, block, custom styling and fitting, plus a pair of human hair eyelashes with the purchase of your wig. Call 278-7200. You may want to arrange for a private home consultation at no obligation to select your wig. Just call 278-7200. That's 278-7200. At Wig City, you're in the hands of wig experts who will help you select the proper wig. Wig City will arrange for you to pay while you play with no money down, easy credit terms. Think of all the excitement you'll create when your friends discover the new you. Let Wig City at 3946 West Madison Street put Beauty at your fingertips. Call 278-7200 now. That's 278-7200. Yes. Goodness for your mind, your body, and your soul. Every bus sent you from above. Precious love with Marvin and Tammy. The G.I.T. Larry O'Brien. Radio show. about time you bought a color TV set, don't you think? They're really perfect now. Beautiful colors, especially if you get the new Munz television. Here is the color set that gives you really your free home presentation right away. You're under no obligation. ES96777. What's that number? Estabrook 96777. <laughs> This is John Evans with Great 2020 News at 20 minutes before 5 o'clock. Michigan Governor George Romney says he has never regretted his statement that he was brainwashed about Vietnam. John Evans for WGRT, first in Chicago with Great 2020 News. Need a new washer and dryer? Before you buy, you'll want to see all the brand names before you select. In Chicagoland, only at Polk Brothers can you see and compare the complete lineup of all the nationally famous brand names. Only at Polk Brothers can you see General Electric, Maytag, Whirlpool, Westinghouse, Frigidaire, Philco, Norge, Hamilton, and Hot Point lined up side by side. And only at Polk Brothers can you get the famous low Polk price. 
Select a Whirlpool washer with all the features, such as two speeds and three washes, hot, warm, and cold, for the low folk price of $178. Matching gas dryer, $148. Both even less with a bulk size trade-in. You can order for as little as $5 down with small monthly payments or use your Midwest Bank charge card. So come to Polk Brothers today. All 16 stores open till 10 p.m., including Saturday, all day Sunday till 6 for family shopping. Or call Polk's home shopper, National 2 7 Hello, man. with Bill Cosby and WGRT. Well, there you go. WGRT AM from 1967, and the radio announcer was Larry O'Brien. Larry O'Brien would later work at radio station WCFL. I'm just wondering how long it would take to pay off that color TV if you paid $2.98 down and $2.98 a week. Now, if you have any comments concerning this part of the show, why don't let me know about it by email or voicemail. The email address here is Jeff, that's J-E-F-F, Jeff at allthingsradio.net. Or you can call that feedback line at 800-693-0595. That's 800-693-0595. And, of course, at option two for the podcast team. For All Things Radio Live, I'm Jeff Bennett. This concludes another All Things Radio Live. Join us every Thursday at 6.30 p.m. Eastern for the latest radio news, interviews, caller questions and comments, station scopes, and more. Visit the show's official website at www.allthingsradio.net and visit the Legend website at legendoldies.com. Join us again next week for another All Things